Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are studying the event where Jesus walks on water. This is found in Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 36. And we'll be reading that today, but it's also found in Mark chapter 6, verses 45 through 56. And finally, also in John chapter 6, verses 15 through 24. Follow along with us in Matthew chapter 14, beginning in verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind was so boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is a one of those amazing stories, uh, one of the stories that we tell our children, one of the well-known stories. But I, I want to ask you a question. Is this just a story? Did this really happen? This is real. It is a real Jesus uh, who is in control of nature, who can suspend um, the laws of gravity and floating and whatever other laws they are mm -hmm. um, in the same way he was able to come the sea before cast out demons uh, uh, heal the sick this is jesus christ he really walks on the water and by the way this is real peter he reacts exactly as usual always um, wanted to come to jesus always wanted to do some bold things in life uh, I consider this a real story that happened in history. Okay, but, you know, YouTube is filled with videos of people walking on water. You know, they. I, I remember, for me, going up to Boston when I first came to the United States, and the ocean had frozen. Mm -hmm. And we were out there walking on the ocean, and it was the coolest thing in the world. Um, and could it be that Jesus was walking on a frozen lake, that, that they were out there in winter and they were walking by icebergs. So based on the gospel that we have studied so far, based on who Jesus is and his purpose um, 2,000 years ago among us, I see no need for a natural explanation for supernatural events. Yeah, and this, by, this story would not be written 
in the Bible the way it's written if this was um, some parlor trick or some uh, illusion or, or something. Because honestly, that would be um, deset, deceit. Mm-hmm. And the Bible would be trying to deceive us into thinking that Jesus did something that he didn't. So if we are taking this miracle as something other than what it says, we are saying that the Bible deceives. Um, and, and it's very dangerous to go down that route. Yeah, and I will take it uh, a little bit further. If mm-hmm. we pick and choose which story is real and which story is metaphoric, that means we decide what is a direct or and what is an indirect revelation of God. So we inject... Uh, a human factor, our own uh, um, experiences, uh, our own desires, our own dreams into um, the text of the gospel. And uh, mm-hmm. that is against the, the, the will of God in his revelation. Yeah. And the only place where there's room for that maybe is parables, where we say these didn't actually happen. Uh, the, the, it's a story that brings a point. But parables are very clear. Um, versus these stories. This is not a parable that takes place. So Mm -hmm. uh, we just wanted to cover that before we dive further into the story and make sure that we know that these, we do take the Bible at face value. Because Mm -hmm. when you start taking away a verse here or there, you know, let's say you say, well, the story of creation is just a metaphor, Uh, evolution is real. Once we start taking the Bible apart, we become the law into ourselves. Where do you yes. stop? What do you agree with? And yeah, it, it's a dangerous slope to go down. Mm-hmm. So so when we study the Word of God, we want to take it at its word. Um, so the disciples are out there on the water in the middle of the wave. Here's another storm that they're in on the lake. Uh, and at the fourth watch of the night, they see someone walking on the water. So maybe it would, it would be good to go to the day before. Remember, yeah. it was that crowd following Jesus Christ. And for the first time, Jesus fed the 5,000 by multiplying five loaves of bread and two mm-hmm. fishes. And uh, as a result, those people wanted to make him a leader of the nation. Mm-hmm. And against the will of the crowds and also against the will of the disciples, he forced them. This is how the the passage starts. He made the disciples get into the boat and go before him on the other side. Mm -hmm. So it seems that that was not their will. They would have been thrilled to have Jesus elected as the new leader of the nation and they would be... Uh, surrounding him as ministers of different departments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, Jesus Christ sent them by themselves on the other side. It is in this context that Jesus Christ come to them walking on the water towards the morning. Yeah. It's interesting that when they see Jesus, they cry out, it's a ghost. Um, you know, thinking that they see a ghost walking on the water. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus responds, it's me, don't, don't be afraid. It is like that saying, when the only thing you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Mm-hmm. So they were afraid, 
and uh, everything on the water that night it was something that is scary that might be against them and i love peter's response because he says lord if it's you command you to command me to come to you and mm-hmm. um you know he could have said lord if it's you anything but he's he's now putting his life in risk getting out going into this storm away from the safety of the boat to jesus um he, he could have said lord if it's you uh, make me a sandwich here. so this is the typical peter that yeah. now swings from fear to a bold face and mm-hmm. if it is you said peter command me yeah to come to you to walk on water that means peter knew something about jesus yeah he has this request based on his previous experience previous knowledge previous relationship with jesus mm-hmm. and jesus simple answer come so peter's walking out there turns around sees the the winds and the wave and starts sinking when you walk toward jesus you see jesus mm-hmm. so it seems that that when he saw the wind previously he maybe looked back and looked back to the, the other disciples in the boat and uh, um, for acknowledgement or just to say, hey, uh, mm-hmm. nobody's done that before. Do you realize what's, what's going on now? <laughs> yeah. And when he looked back towards Jesus, something was blocking his view, mm-hmm. and that was the wind and the waves. And that is when he started to sing. How uh, can we apply this to our lives? I think applying this story to our lives, you know, the, the first one is the, the faith, that he had the faith to get out of the boat. Um, you know, he, he said, Jesus, command me. Jesus says, come. Um, but he had to have faith that he could get out of the boat and move towards Jesus. Um, and that's a lot of faith. So practically you are saying that we need faith for every step of the way yeah and and this whole story in peter revolves around faith Mm -hmm. he had faith but then he has jesus says oh you have little faith why did you doubt doubt Mm -hmm. comes in and his faith falters his sinking is because his faith falters not because jesus lacked the power to keep him on top of the waves not because there was eye contact that was needed but it was doubt that came and i like to connect this story with the story of the centurion who crucified jesus christ and mark chapter 15 i think it's verse 39 says when the centurion who was facing jesus saw how he died Mm -hmm. said in this this is the son of god Uh, faith happens only when we are connected to jesus yeah. And when you get disconnected, when you look back, when you look to people, always something happens. And uh, that disconnect will make us sink. Yeah. So what does this story tell us about God? I like how this story ends. It says uh, in verse 32, And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. 33, And those in the boat worshipped him, that is Jesus, saying, Truly, you are the son of god when i uh, compare this story with uh, other stories in the book of revelation for instance chapter 19 
when John worshipped one of the angels who came from God to uh, explain what's going on. The angel said, then do that, then worship me. I am a servant like yeah. you. Uh, you worship only God. Here, Jesus Christ doesn't stop them. Hey, then worship me. You worship only God in heaven. Jesus Christ is God. Mm -hmm. He receives our worship. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is God and he forgives people's sins. Jesus Christ is God and he has life in himself. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ is God and he can promise the thief on the cross on the right side, you will be with me in paradise. For me, the divinity of Jesus Christ is clearly emphasized and it is the conclusion of this story. For me, in this story, I see a father who likes to do good things, likes to give to his children those things that they desire. If Peter never said, Lord, command me to come to you, would Jesus just have walked over and gotten in the boat? Or would he have continued walking on over to the other side? But when Peter says, command me to come to you, Jesus could have said, no, it's too dangerous, or stay there, I'm coming. He could have said anything, but he granted him his wish, come. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I see that the, the father, you know, the Bible tells us this. He's willing to do good things. He wants to do good things for us. And I, I see this as one of those good things that he wanted to do. Beautiful. So um, let's pray. Father God, we are so thankful for the good things you do for us. We're so thankful for the faith that we have, Father, and that when our faith uh, falters, Jesus is there to reach out and to pull us out of the waves that crash around. Amen. Father, we know that faith requires action and, and getting out of the boat can be scary sometimes. But I pray that when you call us, when you ask us to do something, we will have that faith of Peter to step out of the boat. And that when the waves around us seem big and scary, that we will look to Jesus for our help. We thank you for your love for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.